welcome to Talk Film Society's TFS The Season, where we talk about Christmas and other holiday-related movies. I am Zach Moore, and I'm joined by... Lance Laster. We're here to talk about our speciality, superhero movies. Indeed. Yes, I host Always on the Smallville. I co-host Always Hold On to Arrow. There are Christmas episodes of both those shows, there so sure maybe, are. maybe one year we'll be back to talk about those, but here we're talking <laughs> about two films that center on superheroes that take place on or around Christmas. Mm-hmm. One being Batman Returns. Yes. And the other being? Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 and Batman Returns. So what do you say? We go chronological, talk about Batman Returns first? Sure. Now, this is a film that was was just foundational to both of us yes. as kids. We were the perfect age. Now, Batman Returns, that's the first film I remember seeing in its entirety at the theater. Okay. Because I was born in 1987. Mm-hmm. So my parents are like, oh, Batman. Let's go as a family. And, <laughs> and I distinctly remember my mom covering my face at least once. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> what, are your, what are your memories of Batman Returns? That's your earliest childhood memories. I remember walking out of the theater and my dad laughing and going, well, that sucked. That's my, my memory of it. I remember enjoying it because I thought it was weird. And that's pretty much my still thoughts on the movie to this day yeah we are lifelong batman fans and this was like a part of it is because of this yes. movie. because you know growing up you, you know we have when we were kids it was a whole different world listeners it was you got a batman movie every couple years yes and there were some cartoons on air mm-hmm. it wasn't like what marvel movie are we seeing this month the way it is today right well that's that's everything yeah now <laughs> yeah, it's very true so these were events right mm-hmm. i mean i i had like every Batman Returns action figure, yep. and you know, you get the Happy Meals, and you know, but they got into trouble for trouble yes, for they that, did. right? But you know, for, with a Christmas lens, I think it's interesting that they decided to set it around Christmas. Mm-hmm. And we'll ask this about both these movies. But do you think does Batman Returns work if it's not Christmas, Lance? Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, there's at least two tree lighting ceremonies. Yes. <laughs> The thing about Tim Burton coming back for Batman Returns is like he he worked really well with the constraints they put on him in Batman Eighty Nine. I love Batman Eighty Nine. Mm-hmm. I do too. There there's some things in this is not suitable for all children, but it's I don't not. think that's a bad thing, right? Because Correct. it's PG thirteen, mm-hmm. right? It's well, there was a, just a misunderstanding of the of the public consciousness at the time when it came out. Like, oh, it's a fun Batman movie, right? They take their kids, and yes. people got upset, and that gave us Batman Forever, which. We also love. Yes. But when we do Halloween, we'll talk about those. That cool. one, right? But Burton, right? He got, he, he, they gave him complete creative control when he came back. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's like, well, I want complete creative control. And they gave it to him. And, and I think was, that was an issue. It was an issue. But the thing is, like, they, I think they felt that they owed it to him based off of the success of Batman 89. Highly successful. Like, it, the Star Wars of the 80s. Yes. Right? And so, like, you know, if you do something like that for a studio and the corporation, they're going to reward you in some type of way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was Burton's reward, which they came to regret. Yeah, because it's it's bizarre, right? And it's t- it's always struck me about Batman Returns. They took the two most normal Batman villains, yes. Catwoman and Penguin, yes. who were just, I'm a cat burglar, mm-hmm. and I'm a mobster who's yes. kind of overweight. Yes. <laughs> and I like umbrellas. <laughs> but they hmm. made them these freakish creatures yes. to a certain way. And that's... That's just an. I, it's it's very Tim Burton, but it's it it doesn't fit those. Car- he, he Tim Burton. If you tell me 
what are some Batman villains Tim Burton is good for? I'm like, Two-Face, Freeze, yes. Scarecrow, mm-hmm. Man-Bat, Mr. Zed. Like, I could keep going, yeah. right? But, Killer Croc. But, but instead, <laughs> they're like, these two. But I think the idea was the 60s show was still the pop culture Batman, right? And so they, after he did the Joker, who who's next? Well, Penguin and Catwoman. Yeah, which is why, you know, forever we go into the Riddler territory. <laughs> so... You know, like, I guess, like, I see where they're coming from, and I see the lens they were kind of viewing Batman through, because, again, up until Batman 89, the lens we saw Batman through was Adam West. Mm-hmm. It's not a comic book accurate Catwoman, no. right? But I do love Michelle Pfeiffer yes. as Catwoman, and Selena, and Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. The whole, the whole, it's almost like Clark Kent-ish, right? Where she's yes. like, oh, you know, actually more like a question, and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? And it, it, it's it's interesting, because it's, she's a certain way... And then she gets resurrected, I yes. guess, and she becomes like this this alpha version of herself. Yeah, she releases becomes, the beast inside. She becomes right? liberated, yeah, you know, and goes yeah. through a transformation. She gains her self confidence, and she gains a bunch of other things as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> Martial arts skills, uh-huh. but the answering machine said she was taking class. Give me that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Give me that. Now I will. Uh, I mean, I think she's great. She's different, and I don't like the supernatural aspect of being resurrected by cats because that's what's happening. Now. Yes. All right, because she's basically comes back. She's like a zombie, right? Mm-hmm. I remember that that was a talk about scenes my, my parents should have covered my eyes for the the scene where she comes back to her apartment, yeah, scarring. Because I'm like, especially when she chops up her stuffed animals, yeah, that's and puts it on the blender. I'm like, I love my stuffed animals because uh-huh. I'm like five years old. Exactly. Like, no, not the bear. No, <laughs> the monkey. Right? No, it's so sad. And then like she trashes the dollhouse. Yeah. It's like, dang. Now. The penguin, though, mm-hmm. right? That's just, it's all wrong. Now, uh, Danny Miller, great performance. Yeah. Right? I mean, he really transforms to the penguin. Like, I mean, the, the, the prosthetics and yeah. all that. Like, ah! Right? Uh huh. But it's it's too literal. But both these characters, it's like Catwoman must be resurrected by cats. Uh-huh. The penguin raised by penguins? No, not raised. That's what people, <laughs> they forget about the circus and all uh-huh. that. But it's like he's hanging out in the sewer with the, why are there, why are there penguins in the sewer? I don't care if the zoo's abandoned. They just leave him there. Um, but he's he's too like he could be a little deformed, uh-huh. but they, again, very Tim Burton. They took it a step too far. Of course, like he he spits black. Ba- yeah, what is that? I don't know, but it it, it was very gross. And he's just morbidly obese. His, his onesie he wears, yeah, it's just absurd, right? So the and and but there are there are points of it where he kind of becomes more the comic book penguin mm-hmm. so it's like the journey of this movie is like his thing because it's the prologue is him yeah and his parents from peewee's big adventure the yeah it is the, from, from the same movie Tim yeah Burton. that's that's true and like in it's he is the technically kind of like the protagonist of the movie in, in a lot of ways and so it's like it's it's weird because this is what they what, what they did with the batman movies early on like yeah. where batman was just kind of like a tangential character mm-hmm. they focused on everybody else except for him and so they did that with the penguin here and catwoman mm-hmm. to, a, to a lesser degree yeah because they're more your, your point of view characters because one one criticism of the film has been like well batman's barely in it yeah but you have some of the most iconic batman stuff ever in this right you have mm-hmm. that this whenever you see an article about michael keaton's batman it's him in the chair standing up the yep. back and behind him an amazing moment, very Batman. People are like, what's he just hanging out? And like, no, but that's what Bruce Wayne is because Batman is his purpose. So yeah. that's, I, I like that really. Mm-hmm. But better not have any company over at Wayne Manor. You're going to know, <laughs> you're going to know he's Batman very quickly. Absolutely. Right? Well, that's a mistake he makes routinely. So, yeah, well, that's why Vicky Bell's not in this movie. That's right. Don't go over there, right? <laughs> I, I see the thing is, this movie it, it is a sequel to mm-hmm. Batman 89. 
but very tangentially because yes. it's like we mentioned Vicky Vale just once ice skater no, or twice. stewardess yeah. right very funny right they they I was down here working and then all of a sudden I turned around I was like oh hey Vic exactly. come on in they addressed the criticism of Alfred just lettering into the back yes. cave right and there was an original script uh Batman 2 by uh, mm. Sam Hamm, who wrote the first film. And okay. he's a co-writer in this one because it took some elements, but Daniel Walters came in and, and wrote more of the story that we see here. But Vicky Vale was going to be in it. There was going to be some kind of love triangle, and hmm. the Penguin was going to be looking for buried treasure with the Waynes. It was all part of this, like, secret society, kind of stuff that they picked up years later in the comics. Yeah. Like, Court of Owls kind of stuff. And the Gates of Gotham, too, because yeah. the Cobblepots and the Waynes. Yeah, and, that, and that's what's cool. The Cobblepots, right? I like how they made... They were, he's like a... Uh, like a twisted Bruce Wayne, right? Yes. All the and I understand intellectually, right? What they're like, what they're going for, because Catwoman was the duality of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Mm-hmm. We're split right down the center, uh-huh. same. And and Penguin, I mean, he even says he's like, "You're just jealous. I'm a genuine freak, and you have to wear, wear a mask." mask. <laughs> and so that's that's like the animal side, right? Must you be the only lonely man beast in town? <laughs> and then we have our third villain, uh, maybe the best villain of the movie. Yeah, hot take. I don't know. Max Shrek, Shrek, Christopher Walken, uh, incredible. Do you right? really he- want to go fifteen rounds with Muhammad Shrek? <laughs> <laughs> he's created for this film, yeah, right. But he's great. Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, I want to see a movie about just him <laughs> and Batman. Like, maybe with a side. Like, I'm saying, like, I'm seeing this. I'm like, man, if they just took the Penguin out and kind of mm-hmm. fleshed out the Catwoman, Max Shrek stuff, yeah, that would be a better movie. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and you know what? Like, speaking of the comic book stuff, like that they later like developed like later why hasn't max shrek been a, a comic book villain well that and them in the red triangle gang too why not yeah right? Do they have to pay they probably the screenwriter thing right likely it's like why isn't gus gorman a superman villain mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> at the same time superman 3 <laughs> no holidays in that movie we won't talk about that one um but he's fantastic yeah. like he he's very christopher walken but of course it, it fits this bizarre world this this, this surreal world of tim burton has made for sure yawn and, and and that's where all the Christmas stuff comes in, right? Because yeah. like the people gets abandoned at Christmas, and like first Christmas out of sewer. But then he finds his society with the the cobblepots and all that. So that's that's what we we're talking about earlier. But like the Max Shrek thing with I I love like the whole politics business thing with him. Yeah, and he's given out like empty presents uh-huh. and. You know, that's, I think that's what ties in most about that. Like, kind of the cynicism of the corporization, if you really want to Absolutely, look deep, yeah. Right? Exactly, because it's very black and white what he's doing. Like, when, like, like you mentioned, with like giving out the empty presents. Empty promises, right? right? Like, he's trying to build a, quote-unquote, better Gotham, but no, nah, he's not trying to do that. It doesn't it's, matter it's, who's mayor. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> matters to me, right? <laughs> and then the imagery of Shrek's with the cat, and he creates uh-huh. Catwoman. Like, and that's a the generally... Cheshire, the Cheshire Grin. <laughs> yes. And that's a generally terrifying scene when he, like... There, uh, Selena Kyle mm-hmm. goes into his uh, files too far. Yes. She's like, it's not like you can just kill me. He's like, actually, it's a lot like that. Uh-huh. And, like, huh? Huh? Uh-huh. and then boom, actually pushes uh-huh. her out the window. And then he just straightens his tie. And, and then just goes about his His business. whole thing with his son, right? Yeah. People, I mean, this this is Trump and Trump Jr. before <laughs> Trump and Trump Jr. Yeah. Right? I mean, and in a way, I guess they were probably... Chip. Chip. Legacy. <laughs> I mean, in a way, that was probably the the, the basis for them. Likely, because I mean, in the eighties, I mean, I guess they, that was a big thing before the Apprentice, right? Yeah. But it's like, I can't, I can't not watch this and not think about the Trumps when I see the Shreks yeah. now, right? Um, but the the, the Sun thing and. They all kind of tie together, but they're also kind of like vignettes in a way, where mm-hmm. it's like Catwoman has her thing over here, and Shrek has his, and Penguin, and then they kind of they move around each other and intersect. And even at the end, right? It's it's interesting because you're saying like the Penguin is like the main, it's his story, right? Yeah. But then like he pretty much dies, yes. and then we have a real confrontation with you know Shrek and Catwoman and Batman mm-hmm. at the end. And why are you dressed up as Batman? Because he is Batman, you moron. <laughs> I mean, we quote this. Like, probably daily. Like, this is one yeah. of the most quotable movies of all time. It really is. Uh, it's supposed to be quotable. Cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whenever I have soup, it's like, you know, yeah. any situation <laughs> where I can quote this, 
I do. I will relay the message, sir. <laughs> Wait, Selena Kyle might be there. Like, if there were ever... We, we do that with a lot. If there were ever a party, like, in high school or college, and it's like, am I going to go? I'm like, I don't know. Wait, fill in the blank girl might be there. Yes. <laughs> like, that's what we would say to each other. Um, things change. What does that mean? I don't like, know. one of the most quotable, like, gifts or whatever from this is... Things, things change. change. But what what are you ta- what are you guys talking about? But again, the politics stuff. He's yeah. like, you know, uh, gravely assessing the devastation. Right? Uh-huh. Outstanding mayor stuff. <laughs> I saw her first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 penguin being like this sexually frustrated guy with all these inappro- <laughs> highly inappropriate dialogue and things going on. It's funny because when you're a kid, you're like, oh, it's the penguin. He's kind of gross. But then you're older, you're like, well, he's really. I love politics. It's about reaching out to people, touching people, groping people. But <laughs> it's you know, it's pretty spot on about yeah. politics, right? The commentary is there regardless. Yep. And then you do you do the thing is you do feel. I mean, I know I did. I feel bad for the penguin because he was a freak and he got outcast. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when like the like people turn on him at the at the thing. Why are people bringing tomatoes to uh-huh. speech? And he has to run away. Like it's like a universal monster kind of deal, right? Yes. Gets, the villagers are after him. And then even like at the end, where like the circus people they leave, they leave him like, too. Oh, poor. And the only people left are the penguins. penguins. And it's ridiculous. Yes. But it's like so. I shouldn't feel. It's sad, but uh, it, like the whole, the situation is sad. I'll say that. You know, I did forget the fact that he was going to steal all the firstborn children in Gotham. Yeah. And drown them. Right. Yeah. Dark. And then that's and that's the thing. The penguins' plan, like if they just okay, we talking about the penguin. If they just left out where he's gonna put rockets on penguins, yes. blow up the city, capture all the kids, like that stuff really goes off the rails. And I think that's even for Batman. So <laughs> much. No, it's a lot. There it is <laughs> again. <laughs> just you can quote this movie on command. It's it's so great. Well, um, at least we do. I love Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he he, you know, there is the. Mentioned, you know, Selena Kyle was like the Clark Kent kind of Christopher Reeve yeah. bumbling stuff. There's a there's a side of that to him as well, but part of it's like he he's so like preoccupied being Batman all the time. Being Bruce Wayne is just like whatever to him, yes. and he's like, oh, I, I mistook me for someone else. Like uh-huh. he's just so like clumsy. I, I like that, and that really shows he's like putting on an air to be in, in a different way. Like Christian yes. Bale's like, I'm buying this hotel. Mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's like, oh, uh, oh, me, I'm going up, down. Oh, I'm leaving. Okay. Yep. All that is, I like it. And that was something carried over from the first film. Mm-hmm. One of the few things that's what I'm saying. This is a sequel, like. Keaton's in it. Michael Goff is in it. Pat Hingle's in it. Barely. Barely. Commissioner Gordon's so wasted. Thanks for saving the day, Batman. Mm-hmm. That's it. Red, Red Triangle Gang back again? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and even though the sets are a little smaller, mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels a little, little more cramped. Yes. Uh, this time, it, it does. The art deco-ness is there, and it feels like, you know, it, it's an extension of the first film. In these ways, other ways, it's very different. The tone is different. I feel, yeah, because the the last one was like, you know, a, a pulpy gangster mm-hmm. kind of thing, but this one's more like a like I've heard it described as like a gothic fairy tale, and I okay. mean that's what it is, right? Okay, I'd love to come live with you in your castle. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta call out one of the one of the most ridiculous uh continuity things ever though is when he rips off the mask. First of all, yeah, that looks lame. Like yes. <laughs> you just see it ripped and stuff. But at the end, when he you know Spoilers. tries to get to Selena, right, and and pulls off the mask, one shot you see the eyeshadow, mm-hmm. and by eyeshadow I mean the black that, that all the actors who play Batman have to wear uh-huh. on their eyes for the mask. And then they they it's an editing mistake really because yeah. what they should have done is they should have edited back to this moment just a few seconds later and he wouldn't have seen. But it's him reaching around his face and he's gonna pull up the mask. But you see it before his arm crosses his yeah. eyes, so you see the just Michael Keaton because, uh-huh. because for whatever reason they don't want the Batman actors to have like the raccoon eyes. Yeah, and it's just it's understood, right? It's like yeah, if he's 
he's going to have that on under there. Mm-hmm. So that that's just a really, like, whenever that was pointed out to me, I cannot unsee it. And now <laughs> you can't either, so you're welcome. But this really does, there is a lot of Christmas stuff in here, right? He's yes. like, goodwill towards men and, and women. women. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, you know, as you mentioned, there's two, there's two, Christmas tree lighting ceremonies. Yeah. There is a I Christmas. I hit the button and the tree lights up. No, the tree lights, lights up. up and, and then I hit, I hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Batman pushed the princess. Ooh, no, why would you say that? <laughs> There's also a Christmas party scene. Right? Yeah. You know, Shrek has his, his Christmas party. Yeah, that's iconic though, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a great scene. Like the mistletoe. The mas- yeah, exactly. That's how they reveal each other's identity mm-hmm. and figuring out. Like, and that's the second time they, was, they were under mistletoe. It's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, George. <laughs> Yeah, Batman and Catwoman, and they say the same thing to each other. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's like Mr. Boo can be deadly if you eat it, but a kiss can be even deadlier, deadlier if you, you mean eat it. it. Tip, right? Don't use the same lions on people because they might be the same person. Yes, and you might reveal your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is something the movie did get right because there's always been this like sexual tension between Batman and Catwoman. Yeah, and the movie does it really well, and that, that's one of the driving things there. And I got to see the end is one of the most awesome ends to any movie. Yes, because you're just like and you see Catwoman up and she raises her head. You see the bat signal. That was the last minute change. Like they they filmed that. Couple of weeks before the movie came out, like uh, Catwoman originally it was just the bastard, oh, okay. but they were like, Well, is she dead? Is she not? That's another gruesome moment when, uh, yes. that's something I used to go hide behind the couch on, right? Oh, really? But it's like when uh, Bruce is looking for her mm. and you see like fried Max Shrek, oh, like, okay. oh my god, it's yeah. like a creep keeper, it's a little bit, it kind of looks like uh, Marv from Home Alone 2 when he gets electrocuted. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> It looks very much the same. Oh, the hairstyle similar, but yeah, Batman Returns. I mean, we could sit here all day talking about yes. it because this is the, this has been a, fo- a truly foundational film uh-huh. of our entire lives, and something that you know I'll, I'll watch around Christmas time. Same, Every year, it's kind of a tradition, you know. And for as bizarre as it is, I I, I do I've come to I, I feel different ways about it all the time because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's not very comic accurate, but it's so entertaining. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's it's not it's not the best comic book movie, like period, but. <laughs> I enjoy it, right? <laughs> so, and it, it's a it's a lot of fun. It's it's very wacky, and I understand it to be that. And so, I just kind of leave it alone. Well, t- I say two lives left. Let's save one for next Christmas. Cool. Right, so let's move on <laughs> to Iron Man three. Cool. T H R E E because Shane Black is cool. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> spell it out. Iron Man three. Talking about the the changing face of superhero cinema, mm-hmm. right? This is. This is coming out in an age where there's like multiple films from multiple studios every year. Yes. Uh, the third Iron Man film, mm-hmm. uh, following up a disappointing second one. Yes. You know, uh, seeing it at the first time, I was like, well, I guess I like Iron Man 2 better now. And it's, well, so what's your, what's your take on overall on Iron Man 3? It, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to pin down because the Iron Man sequels obviously are not the first Iron Man, but like their function within the greater MCU was completely different from other sequels have been in in the genre of superhero movies, especially two. And I think that's the the harder thing about two. This one is more of a sequel to Avengers than it is anything Iron Man related. And then you could also make the argument that the Avengers movies are also Iron Man movies. You made a point at some point, like it was like this. It'd be different if there was like you know a lot of different Iron Man movies, and then like the 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 two sequels. He didn't really 
like all that much, we can just kind of like throw right, them under. Right, right. Lance and I talk about super movies a lot, so this yes. doesn't come up. But it's like I, I, I compare it to the, the original Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Like, there's six of them, yeah, and they're all very different. And there's like, well, there's the one with the whales, and the one where they go find God, and yeah. the one where Spock comes back from the dead, right? Uh-huh. And the one about the Cold War, and the one that's a sequel to a TV show. Like you can do these different things, correct? But in Iron Man, there's there's three Iron Man movies, mm-hmm. like truly Iron Man movies. Yes, one of them is Iron Man, one of the greatest superhero movies. Correct. I launched the MCU. We wouldn't be here today talking about any of this without it, as far yes. as the MCU goes, right? Second one is like sequel but they also use it to set up a lot of stuff yes so they're like oh, here's all these characters that we want to have in later movies mm-hmm. where else do we put them in here and the third one's like oh yeah he's not iron man for most of the time and he hangs out with a kid yeah <laughs> so if you had one of those and then you had like i don't know two or three more iron man adventures it might be like more acceptable if you will yeah and 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 to that point i think they accomplished that with the other appearances he has throughout with the Avengers movies in particular. So, which is why, like, it's kind of hard to peg down what's going on because there's good stuff in both Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. It's almost like Batman Returns and Batman Forever. Yes, in a lot of ways. (laughs) In a lot of ways, it is. So, with with this one, right, Christmas time, Mm -hmm. I think it's far less Christmas heavy than Batman Returns. And this could... Christmas this could happen is, any time of year. It could. And 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 the reason being is because like Christmas is in the background of this one. And with Batman Returns, Christmas is more in the forefront. Right. And you know, it's Shane Black thing being quirky, right? I mean, I hate Die Hard Christmas, right? Where there's mm-hmm. another non Christmas Christmas movie, right? That's but, probably some of his inspiration. Likely, but the thing is Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, and then you know, Shane Black has a very unique style and voice mm. and all that and you know as do as do every director but well, go on. as tim burton etc etc et right yes. but saying that is you know uh kiss kiss bang bang was a big one for him and mm-hmm. that was kind of robert Downey jr's first step back into mainstream mm-hmm. you know, he, he had his abuse problems and yes. all that and and uh you know and that was just a couple hey with val kilmer from mm-hmm. Evan forever hashtag it's all connected yeah um and wasn't that uh michelle monahan oh oh man i don't remember <laughs> maybe <laughs> might have been uh mission possible three yeah uh, there but, it is <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this could happen any time of year, but that does give it just a different kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Stark is good here. Like this, he uh, it's it's interesting to look at. Hey, look, superheroes that go through some crazy stuff. What if they, you know, had some issues about yes. that, right? Because he did get went up to a wormhole, and mm-hmm. it is creepy. Uh, that, especially the first kid's like, "How did you get out of the wormhole?" Yeah, but he did ruin that little girl's drawing. That I felt bad for that girl. Yeah. She's the one his autograph, and he scribbled all over it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was he was trying to do something funny, and then. <laughs> Then he had a nervous then breakdown. Then he had a nervous breakdown in the middle of it. All the performances are great here. I think, regardless of you know what the characters are and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's not a question. Some of the story choices perhaps are. Yes. I want to talk about the big one because at an hour and fifteen minutes is when this movie goes off the rails. I looked uh-huh. at the timer. It's when the Mandarin is revealed to be an actor. A- an actor, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> Lawrence Olivier. Um, so, Ben Kingsley is a great actor. Yes. Um. That's why it was so disappointing, mm-hmm. because I think you know they're, they're you know one of the, the the comments people make about the MCU is oh it's all so jokey you know everything has its own style but mm-hmm. the trailers for Iron Man three were very serious yes they were like hello I am the Mandarin lesson number one right and I'm like whoa yeah. wow being Kingsley yeah and this was like okay so we're going the you know Winter Soldier route of of things because like that was not you know like this like great American adventure like uh, like the first Avenger was this was like. Like it, that actually tackled some real issues in that one. And it's like, oh, so Iron Man's going to finally do this. So we're going to finally get like a. Well, if, if there's thing. a hero to do so, both of them really in their own yes. way. But I mean, Iron Man, who had been captured by this, the Tin Ring, yes. to bring that, because the Mandarin, I mean, I know nothing about Iron Man before Iron Man or the comics, right? Mm-hmm. Before the movies came out. But everybody's like, oh, the Mandarin's like his big bad on yeah. the Tin Rings. You see the logo in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And. You think, oh, they're going to bring, they're gonna bring that around. around. Yeah. But they don't. And it's so, the, the, it's like they. 
they sold it too well is the guess the problem. Yes. Because all the, those are very fascinating critiques of America, and, mm-hmm. and, and like you know, I, I didn't know fortune cookies. Were, <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that about fortune cookies. They're like like America. They're hollow. Have false messages of hope and leave a bad taste in your mouth. Like damn, Dang. yeah, social commentary. And then talking about uh, the uh, Native Americans. Yes, and so. And there was a little moment here. I don't know if people missed it, but uh, the Mandarin like educates about how oh they uh, the Americans in the 1800s they waited for the Braves to go mm-hmm. out and and so they slaughtered all the women and children at yes. their camp to take the land. I'm like, damn, right? Well, yeah. And and it's a brief moment, but I know it's intentional because Shane Black's a smart guy, right? It's like mm-hmm. when Tony is he's in the snow and he's cold, right? Yeah. He goes to the gas station. And there's like a a blanket around a statue of Native American, mm-hmm. and he takes it and puts it on. He does. Like, yes, there it is. Right? It's, it's there. Right? So. You have all this stuff with the man, and he kills that guy. I'm, yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is a rock song. And the voice he puts on, right? Yeah. And of course, it's very Osama Bin Laden inspired. Yes. There's even like the, the shot of him like shooting the gun we've mm-hmm. seen in a hundred times, right? I understand what it's saying. Like you, you put evil on a, you put a face on evil, and then people focus on that, and Correct. then you can do whatever you want over here. It's a show game. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, I like the, I like what they're presenting to you mm-hmm. that way. I just, I don't know. It's like they, they wouldn't do much and too hard and too good about, the fake stuff but maybe yeah. that's meta maybe that's maybe the point maybe i think that's what the defenders of iron man 3 lean into and yeah. i I, to- I totally get that right but like if you but i think we we get too caught up in like oh well let's let's do something they're not expecting mm-hmm. and that is the thing right i'm sick of i'm, I'm grown weary yeah. of and, and tired and exhausted of these villain twists of like mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises, Star Trek in the Darkness, yes. da, 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 all these superhero movies, all these big genre movies feel like they got to make a twist with yeah. the villain. I think that's what and it if is. You, and if we want to tackle those things, do it a little bit more subtly, I think, instead of just like, like well, let, you know you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because it, it's so, and it's, it is funny, but it, it's so uh, pendulum swing. Yes. Because you have like, hello, I am the Mandarin here, America, to like, oh, I'm Trevor, don't shoot me, but I'll try to do things mentioned I do on the street. I'm like, yeah. whoa, what? Like, to sum it up, it's, it's, <laughs> With my feelings on this twist, it's when Rhodey and, and Tony are in the uh, uh, show up and, and meet and see the, the fake Mandarin again. Yeah. And, he's, and just, he's just like in a recliner drinking yeah. beer watching soccer. And he's like, what, this is the Mandarin? And he's like, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so it's, um, I, I guess it's the, it's the bait and switch feel of it all. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Guy Pierce, who is great, by the way. Guy yes. Pierce... He he's should a have had a bigger actor. career. Yeah, he's a good actor. <laughs> like, I mean, he was, you know, he's a LA Confidential is probably his peak, and that was, yeah. oh, like 25 years ago. That's all we ago, are. Um, but he still looks the same. He's, he's got some Tom Cruise blood in him. Like, he does. <laughs> he looks great, and he looks the same. But they gave him the plot of Edward Damon from Evan Forever, didn't yes. they? Yes. See, these are connected uh-huh. in certain ways. It's like, oh, you're supposed to understand. Uh, I'll, make I'll make you understand. understand. You're sort of stuck where you are. <laughs> But in your dreams, (laughs) you can buy expensive cars. Live on Mars, do it your way. But (laughs) that's the thing with him. Like, and then at the end, like, (laughs) I know why they had him say it's like, "You are the Mandarin." I am the Mandarin. Yeah, I know. Like, all right, we understand. We know. And then Pepper Potts comes and hits him with the thing. Okay. Um, again, I understand the message they were saying, but mm-hmm. maybe there's just too much going on. Like I think the whole, so. Like, is, there's a lot of contrivance. Like, like, oh, well, Tony Stark landed in this small town with a kid who has a great garage that can help him. Like, yeah. I, but I, I, enjoy, I wouldn't think I would enjoy the interaction between Tony Stark and a kid, mm-hmm. but I do. Yeah. Right. And I like the ending where he you know sets him up with all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, having rewatched it, especially for this, I do like it a lot more because mm-hmm. I remember like oh, I do too. Another failed Marvel sequel. Yeah, <laughs> like I, another I re- Thor: The Dark World. Exactly, because I, I remember hating it initially. Right. 
But now my feelings have, have changed. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to place. Yeah. And, you know, all the stuff with Tony and Pepper is great, as always. Of course. Paltrow's great. And I'm glad they gave her kind of a bigger role here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Happy Hogan, right? Yeah. John Favreau, right? Getting some back, you know, it's because uh, you, you had, after he left, after Iron Man 2, you're like, are, they, are him and Disney cool? Mm-hmm. Well, they're super cool now because yes, he they saved are. Star Wars. Yes, he did. So anyway, I love John Favreau. And I like how, even though he's played for laughs, he is competent at his job. Yes. That's something I think some like lesser films and, uh, and not as smart films, they don't get about those kind of characters. Correct. Like, I'm a dumb all the time. Like, no, no. He's eccentric and like kind of goofy, mm-hmm. but he's good at his job. Yes. So, and oh, hey, the flashback, right? To, to the 1999. Mm-hmm. First of all, Yinsen. Yeah. That was like, okay. So they had established in the first film they had met. Is that yes. correct? Okay, yeah. so that's cool. Because he I said he met, that he met them. And I think I think Tony apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry yeah. uh, for not remembering him. Yeah. Uh, that was a cool way to get him back in there. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't, I didn't, when I first saw Iron Man 3, I didn't remember they had met. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is this retcon? Ah, but it's actually <laughs> very smart. They planted the seeds. I legit, I, I don't, you know, I don't cry a lot in the theater. Yeah. Because I'm hardcore like that. Mm-hmm. But like when Yinsen died in Iron Man, I was like, no. Yeah. Literally cried. Little tears from this DC fan about this Marvel movie. There you so go. I, I cried when Yinsen died, when Superman died in BVS. Not so much. <laughs> but anyway, Rebecca Hall wasted in this film. I, I love Rebecca Hall. She's a great actress. She is. I think fans listening to this will, might recognize her best from uh, The Prestige. Yeah. She was Christian Bale's wife, and I'll leave it at that because that's my favorite Christian Nolan movie. I don't want to spoil it for you. Yes. But, uh, I'd forgotten how, like, oh, she's barely in this. Uh-huh. Because, like, when he shoots her, I'm like, oh. That's is it? That, is there going to be a fake out? <laughs> no, she's really dead. Yeah. Like, anyway. Uh, but maybe the biggest laugh was when she showed up and Tony was like, please don't tell me there's a 12-year-old uh-huh. in the car. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, see, I, it's it's tough because I think, I, I, rewatching it, I, I think this one found the balance of Tony Stark better than two. Okay. Because he was like, woo, I'm a crazy pot of yeah. And I'm like, but here he was like, he had the snark. And the narcissism to a degree, mm-hmm. but and he was quick with the wit, but he still like was like a good dude and understood stuff. Like yeah, when he, he thought he just forgot her, and he's like, "Oh, this is so and so." Like, of course he remembered. Mm-hmm. You know? So anyway, yeah, he was more of a, a of a real he was of a real person. Last parody of himself. He, uh, yeah, and he was more of like a real life celebrity in this. Right, like, like the kind of TV truck. That exactly, was a great scene. it was. And so, like, if you ever met, like, you know, like Tony needs Gary. <laughs> yeah, it's like if 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 basically like Tony and this is basically like a Kardashian if they were a superhero. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like, he still like can remember things. He can still talk to people. Mm. In Iron Man Two, I don't think he had the the skill to like really be around people. You know, in this one, he could kind of function a little bit better. Mm. Well, a couple last thoughts, President. William Sadler. Mm-hmm. You might know him best from Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah. It's not the real title. Somehow the subtitle became the title, yeah. much like X2. X-Men United. <laughs> not the title. Um, others might know him Turtles, as... Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. <laughs> yes, not the title. <laughs> That's its own conversation we have about movies and their titles. But you might recognize him as Star Trek fans as Sloan, Section 31, Deep Space Nine. There it is. But to me, he'll always be Death from Mill and Ted. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so, now, and Miguel Ferrer, uh, the weather wizard from the Justice League of yes. America TV movie from 1990s and from Robocop. Mm-hmm. Great uh, character actors all of his movie. And, and the kid actor was good too. He was good. And yes, that was him at Tony Stark's funeral. An mm-hmm. in game. <laughs> like, who was that random guy? Yeah. Like, that is him. The kid from Iron Man 3. Yeah, uh, ultimately. Batman turns a better Christmas movie. Yes, uh, to, to, it's hard for us for the nostalgic factor. Like I'm always gonna pick Batman Returns. Like I've mm-hmm. grown up with this film. Yes, so I gotta go with that one. Uh, but I there's a lot of great things in Iron Man three as well. Correct. But to get you in the uh, but for Christmas to get you right? in the holiday spirit, it's gotta be Batman Returns. Yeah, uh, it, something to have on the background at a Christmas party. Something that we we've done m- may or may have not have done. Uh, <laughs> 
it has to be Batman Returns. And finally, the the theme of this double bill would be blowing up buildings with things in microwaves. Yes. <laughs> because it happens in both happens Batman in both. Returns, where Catwoman puts, like, the ray yeah. in the meow. Uh-huh. And then Tony... I saw her first. <laughs> Tony puts, puts, the, puts the dog tags, and that's right, don't put forks in a microwave, because yes. it'll blow up a building. So, and not expect it. I thought it was just superheroes, but there's more to it than that. But Correct. But definitely a superhero double bill, and if you want to make it a triple bill, Shazam. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> if you want to hear more from us on Twitter, I'm Moron Sack. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. I'm also the host of my own podcast, Always Holding to Smallville. You can find us on Twitter talking about each and every episode of the Young Superman show at Always Smallville with one S. What about you, Lance? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Sir Lance Laster. And you can also find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow, part of the United Federation of Podcasts. And you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod. All right. And for Talk Film Society, you can find us on Twitter at Talk Film SOC. Come what may. Merry Christmas, Lance. Merry Christmas, Zach. Goodwill towards men and women. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da